0: (laughs) Pick which one you like. Good morning, Christopher. Good morning, James. Christopher, are you going to be gone again next week? Did you say, is that what you told me last week? Are you going to be gone again next week? Are you going to Venice Beach again? Yes. You always go to Venice Beach. What's so special about Venice Beach? Well, It's not Venice. No, but... And are you on the beach? Well, that's interesting because I'm next to the
1: beach, ah, but I'm not on the beach. Mm. So I have this thing about Los Angeles County and and that area, there's there's three types of people at the beach, all right. I'm, and I'm not talking about like maybe your tourists. And Venice Beach is filled with tourists. Ugh, but awful. generally speaking, there's three type of people. There's the fish, and that's what the ocean's for. And you have the sand, and those are for the fleas. <laughs> and then you have the strand, and that is for the people.
0: <laughs> I, is this some kind of weird takedown on? Music culture or something? No,
1: no. There's like, you have people, people like they want to see, they like people watching. Oh. They want to see action. They want to be around other people. And then you have like. Why? The fish, like the surfers, oh, the body okay. surfers, the swimmers, the guys that just like to go out there and float and goof around with their friends. And then you have the sand area in between. And the reason I call that the fleas is because they kind of just leech on to the sand and they're like sun worshipers and they're a little, uh, they're very clicky. Hmm. Yes. Very clicky down there. So they will be like, you know, little groups. It's, you can't just like go up and go, Hey, how's it going? And they'll like, you're weird. What are you talking to me for? But if you're in the water, yeah, if you're surfing and there's guys surfing pretty close to you, you can say, Hey, and you can just start talking. It's pretty natural. And then on the strand, same thing. Uh, people will come up and talk to you whether you want them to <laughs> or not. And in Venice beach, generally you don't. But, <laughs> why, you know. why is that? well, Um, I say, I said that, I said that because they're liberals. No, 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 because, and I was kind of joking about that because a lot of people are asking for free handouts and which
0: is fine, but, um, actually, no, you know, that's not really fine. That's kind of abusive. Not giving to everybody. No, no. I'm saying asking, going to public places like that and starting to, uh, you know, beg basically. That's not cool.
1: How about beg for uh, like a trick or treat type of thing? What does that mean? So a lot of the performers, they have a lot of street performers down there. And so I don't really count that as begging. So, for example, as they have signs that say like, "For a joke, give me a dollar," you know. Or um, one of the, the new thing that's been going on for the last couple of years is you pay somebody a dollar to insult you. <laughs> Are know, you like, kidding me? No, I'm not. Wait, I can make money doing that? Yes. <laughs> I- And then there's like sand. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? You'd love that. That would be um, amazing. (laughs) I could be a millionaire. I don't know if you'd make, I don't know if you'd be a millionaire, but I will tell you. Oh, I could be
0: a millionaire insulting people? Come on.
1: I think the reason why there are so many uh, street performers and, you know, stuff like that I was just talking about is because those people walk away with a good amount of money at the end of the day. I'm not saying they're going to get rich, but if you can make 50 bucks a day to sit there at the beach with your friends and play 10 songs that you know fairly well and nothing else but those 10 songs. Let me, let
0: me see if I can explain this to you. Put yeah. this into terms you'll understand. The Thank most you. difficult part of this <laughs> podcast for me yeah. is not insulting you every 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's... Oh. Is that, wow. But that's how
1: you show love,
0: isn't it, James? Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. One of
1: those guys that likes to insult his friends. But, you know, a stranger, you would never.
0: Oh, uh, Friends, yeah. Friends, too. <laughs> friends, strangers,
1: bring it on. Oh, okay. Anyways, I love Venice Beach. Um, lately, though, I haven't. I think we talked about this last summer and that it's filled with tents. It's always had tents. And it's always had people sleeping overnight here and there. But it, it used to be random people along the, the Strand at night. Now, if you go there early in the morning, which I usually do, I try to get there before a lot of the people start touristing in there. There's not just one row of tents. There's like two or three rows of tents. People Is are this like on the
0: Strand itself?
1: On the sand and half-grown grass on the sand It's next to the sidewalk, which we call the Strand. And uh, and it, it used to... For many years in the morning, when when some years were better than other years, when there's too many people down there living there, it had the smell of urine. But last summer, it smelled of poo. Oh, boy. And th- that crosses the line for me. Absolutely.
0: Right? Well, the urine should cross the line for you. Because these are not hard things to make, to control.
1: Well, they have public bathrooms there. But the problem is because of, well... Prostitution. They lock the bathrooms up at oh night. This forces a lot of the homeless people to. Forces? You think they would go down to the ocean? I don't. I think that's gross still. But you think they would? It's not that far of a walk. But they don't. They'll just pee on a little well, sidewalk that runs into the uh, the concrete or the strand.
0: That's the whole point. And I, I don't mean to sound. I guess I'm going to sound like a terrible horrible conservative who just wants But you're not a conservative. Well, in some ways I, I am. I feel like in the last year you have slowly con- I've converted you. Oh god no. Come on. Not even remotely. Come on. You haven't I don't think you've changed my mind on anything.
1: Well, then over the last year you have revealed yourself Oh, yeah. as being less of a liberal minded person. I'm a complex person. The middle.
0: I'm a very complex person.
1: I think that's true of you. Absolutely.
0: I have very conservative views and I have very liberal views. You do. I agree with that. Totally. Um, so so the point being, well, it's not really conservative. It's just being homeless sucks. I don't want to take away anything from them or condemn them. But on the other hand, you can still have dignity and treat society with some respect and yourself with some respect by keeping your stuff clean and not pooping on the sidewalk. Yeah. Or on the trails. So they have a problem with this up in Durango, Colorado, too. Like, they have had a lot more homeless people over the past year. And now it's not that uncommon to come across human feces on the trails. So, from my understanding, that's an American thing. That's I part think, of well, our culture. That was one of my points was going to be, you go to Japan, and they have homeless people there but they respect themselves enough to keep themselves tidy and not to get in people's way. That's and so funny. And just to, to understand the, the where how they're living now.
1: Don't quite understand why it is this way, but so uh, I was on the trail to Machu Picchu in Peru, and that was one of these, th- I took the long trail, which is three days long. I was talking to our guide, mm-hmm. and uh, he was explaining to us a lot of these. We have bathrooms. If you can just march up there, and hold it, and but there was a guy who wanted. He said before we even started the trip, he goes, "I can't wait to get out in the middle of nowhere and dig a hole and poop in it." And I'm like, uh. "You can do that at home, <laughs> exactly." But I think it's like this American thing that to squat in the woods. I mean, I don't know why that. Why is that a big? I don't know why that's a thing here. And another thing. Okay, so I'm just gonna go off. <laughs> no. I love America and I love being American, but I got to tell you, there's a couple little things around the bathroom that have bugged me. That's one.
0: And the next one is- is Wait, what what is it that bugs you? The going poop in the woods? Yeah,
1: people like on trails, like you said, people feel good. Like I'm out in the woods. Now
0: I can just poop in the woods. I don't know that it's feeling good. It's one thing to have to poop in the woods. You go and dig a hole and you cover it up. No problem. But if you leave it exposed on the trail- that's really, you're a horrible person if you do that. I don't it, care what you're- Hide it a
1: rock, you know, You don't reefs. have to hire a just
0: dig a damn hole.
1: <laughs> Another thing is pass gas. Cats do it. Can't you do it? Right, right. I don't know why Americans pass gas in public. Now, I get if you're at your home, uh, you know it's your home. But you we know, have so function? many jokes about it because we have so many people that do it. You know, in other countries, passing gas is the same as going number one, number two, and then number three. You go to the bathroom, let your gas go, and come back out. Okay. What's the big deal?
0: Well, the point is, it's a natural function that not everybody can control at every moment.
1: That that's true. But you know, I don't when think a big one's I, don't, coming. I
0: don't think people just let it rip in general with with no regard for other people. I don't <laughs> think that's how Americans are. That's not how I am. I let them rip, but you know, only when I have to. All right. Well, and the beauty is obviously. Um, when they're really bad, they're totally silent. So you have no idea where it came from.
1: And the song, I get that. And that's hilarious. Believe me. <laughs> I'm the last. <laughs> la- whenever the ketchup makes a fart sound, I
0: will be the first to laugh. Don't you mean cats up? Yes. ketchup. up. <laughs> I hate that. That there are two different spellings for that word. Ugh.
1: There's a whole Stupid. history of ketchup.
0: By the way, I don't. I don't yeah, I don't want to know anyways, about it either. It just makes me so angry.
1: I am looking forward to my trip to LA, which I do usually every July.
0: So you're going to leave your house unprotected? No. Are you? gonna leave, You don't have a dog? Oh, the cats? You think the cats? You think your clique of cats are going to keep your home secure for many, many
1: years? The little girl behind us comes over and watches our house.
0: Does she have a shotgun? No. I want to no. have this picture. I want to have a picture of an 11 year old girl with pigtails <laughs> just walking around your property with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, just Stop. side note, side note, my neighbor is his uh who's who's away right now. Uh this happened last week while he was away, the tree fell. But it didn't fall very far because the tra- the house is right there. So it basically fell on the house and was just leaning on the house. No. It did a little bit of damage, but not very much. The funny thing was he he eventually, like two days later, got someone to come and cut it down and they they told him it was cut down. You can't look at it right now, but when you go outside, you should take a look at it because it's not at all cut down. They cut the part off that that was leaning on the house. They cut that down. They cut that off, and they 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 trimmed the tree back, but they didn't finish the job even remotely. This is still completely standing, and they told him they oh my God, oh no how we much cut much the tree down. Well, that's the thing. I texted him and sent him pictures, and he says, "Oh my gosh, I'm not paying until you send me a picture of it being cut down." Oh,
1: that's good. So, well, this is so funny. My buddy in Chicago, same thing. He had somebody. This blew me away. So he had somebody do a check on how much it would cost to cut down this monster tree by his house. He got a quote for $10,000. And another quote that was a little bit over that. Mm-hmm. And he thought he was getting a steal when he paid $3,500 for somebody to cut down this tree. Well,
0: that might be more of a reasonable price. But, you know, my, my mother. Really? My mother who lives in Westchester County, New York, which okay. is just north of New York City, which is... You know, this is where all the horrible bankers and other horrible <laughs> New York type people live. Um
1: I like how you say horrible, horrible. And bankers. Well, in, in, in the same I lived science. there.
0: I grew up there. Well, no, I, I'm using it to describe them. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get it. I get and it. I, I grew up there. I lived there from 2007 to 2011, and I I was happy. I was really excited to move back there, and yeah. I very quickly realize that Westchester is just super dull. Oh, but what's it got to do with, with the, in the tree? Well, here's the thing about uh, about price's price of service. Oh, okay. Several years ago, maybe 5 years ago, she got a quote to paint her house. She has maybe a 25 2000, let's say 2000 square foot house. Okay. And it's it's a kind of a brownstone, so it's a three-floor. Okay. $25,000. Whoa. Yeah. And and, it, and she, is so, that she how much painters get paid I want to paint. Well, not all paint, not the painter that she actually hired. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was literally a small fraction of that, but they, they gave her like this full quote. They gave her a binder with pictures and color samples and this whole thing. It's like, what are you people doing? It's just in some of these wealthier communities, things get amped up to the point where they're overamped. It's just ridiculous. For a very, very short time. It's like the Mayo Clinic did houses. the same thing. <laughs> uh, well, why did you stop?
1: <laughs> well, first of all, I was in Pennsylvania. And I only lived there for about a year and a half. And the next thing was, um, I only lived in Pennsylvania and it was only for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed the job while I had it because we were refurbishing these old Victorian mm, houses. That sounds like fun. It was. I mean, it was hard work, but when we got it all done, I like, I would look around the house, right? And mm-hmm. it would be like molding, you know, that's, who knows, some kind of handcraft. What'd you say? Crown molding. Yeah, crown molding. Not and mold. Then, Oh, Though there's understand. some of that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like uh, your house has all the trim around the doors, mm-hmm. that everywhere. And um, and then all the ornaments. I mean, even around the lights had ornaments, you know, and into the chandeliers. I mean, it was just so fun and awesome. Yeah. People
0: and, used to take their architecture seriously. Yeah, they did. They take it seriously now. Not really. I really don't <laughs> think they do. I mean, if you look at the way people build houses now, here's the thing. Back 100 years ago, they were building the same kind of timber frame houses that we build today. But if you look at the wood from then versus the wood that they use today, it's night and day difference. A, oh, right. dimensionally, the wood that they were using was actually two inches by four inches. A two by four is, in fact, not two inches by four inches I now. Know, it's, what is it? Away. It's one and three. Was it one and a quarter or one and three quarters? I can't remember now. Or Whoa. No, it's one and a half by three and a half. It's one and a half by three. And a so, and hair over. So it's gotten smaller. Yeah. And the wood quality is... Is a fraction of what it used to be. You you, if you well, look they at the grow rings wood now. Like well, you they, could go into um, the South, like
1: Arkansas, Louisiana, and where there used to be fields and swamp, there are rows of pine trees. Mm-hmm. That farmed wood is a lot of the stuff that you're getting now. Well, oh, that's
0: what you're getting. Yeah, you're getting the farmed wood, and that farmed wood is designed to grow super fast. And right. what what you, what you look if you look at the grain, the the yeah. rings on them, the old growth stuff had oh, you could actually see a bunch of rings. The new stuff it's almost no rings in them at all. And that's where the strength comes from because those are uh, each ring has a hard part and a soft part. And if you don't have enough of that hard part or those hard parts, you're going to have very, very weak wood. Well, that's so interesting.
1: So I lived in a farmhouse in Indiana for a while and then you could go, it actually had a basement with an old coal chute. It down there also. Anyways, you look at the, the ceiling, which was the floor of the first floor, but the dark part, the dark ring, not the light ring, basic stuff that is much wider. You know, if you look at the pine now, it's like this little thin, yeah. thin orange stripe next to the uh, lighter color.
0: Well, it, it, it's, it's not that it's wider. It's, it's, sh- well, well, that, it that's should the hard be, part. The it should be one. more even uh, than it, but it's not even in, remotely yeah. even now. Anyway.
1: Well, that old wood, I think they call it original growth back in the old days. Old growth. It's not necessarily original growth. It's just old growth.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why are we talking about wood?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Who doesn't want to talk about wood? What is, wood is amazing material, but you probably don't want to about You had a point, though, do you remember
1: what your point was? You're bringing back the price of things. And since you brought up wood. Well,
0: we were talking about how badly constructed everything was. Yeah. Well, I, 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 challenge, no, with- I challenged you, you. You you, thought people were taking buildings seriously nowadays. And I yeah, think well, I was I not think
1: ready to say seriously ugly modern, buildings.
0: Modern building is terrible. <laughs> uh, aside from, you know, apartment complexes falling down in Florida. It, it is a little bit shocking when you start to really think about how we're building stuff here in the United States. Now, it's like third world country quality.
1: Well, we have become such a disposable society. Exactly. I'm almost glad they they make these cheap
0: buildings that don't last that long because <laughs> frankly, they're just going to tear them down anyways. Well, only because they don't think about the planning of the, the city and they don't think about the plan how they're going to build the houses. So the houses kind of wear out really fast. Well,
1: I think about uh, Phoenix and we have this area not too far from you, 7th Avenue, and we're talking only like three or four years ago, maybe five years ago. They had some nice brick buildings all along the Seventh Avenue area. Then the university came in, built this monstrosity. Um, that actually, I kind of like the building. i are talking about the U of A Copper Building.
0: Oh, that's Seventh Street. I think you said Avenue. It doesn't matter. Did I? Seventh Street. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. That monstrosity of building. Yeah, I did say. I think so, that's I'm an ugly sorry, building. Sorry,
1: I didn't. I meant street. They're 14 blocks apart.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's Yeah, but they're not emotionally, but uh, well, they feel like they're the same place. 7th Street and 7th Avenue are all part of downtown. That's true.
1: So um, they built that big, huge copper building, which I kind of dig. I mean, it's 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 unusually nice, I think. It's unusual and, and it's a nice looking building, I think. Hmm. Well. I know you don't feel the same way. That's fine. But the brick buildings what I'm talking about and they're slowly disappearing and there's been one or two that just been sitting fence, you know, the chain link fence all boarded up. And it's like, They're going to wait to see enough complaints to come in and they can get rid of another historical building. Well, if it's historical,
0: they have to go to the Historic Preservation Society and they have to make their case and get permission or not. So It can keep going back over and over and over again until one time nobody shows up and they just... Well, here what they do is they just go ahead and they get the permit and then they go ahead and just exceed what the permit says. And then the city comes in and shuts them down.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that in a lot of cities, they move...
0: Uh, do, we had a beautiful adobe building here in the neighborhood that got destroyed that way. I mean, it's it's wasn't destroyed, but it was, it was effectively destroyed, and and it sat it sat vacant for two years because the city came in and stopped them. But anyway, I want to get back to your your little girl neighbor, um, oh, right? With, running around with her shotgun, yeah. And so, why? So she's not going to be running around with the shotgun no, to make sure you're.
1: She's the problem with the little girl behind us. Is she's not a little girl anymore. She is a actually a very attractive young lady. She's not to say she's very attractive. Well, she is. She's a young lady. She's a young lady. And I, I feel weird saying, "Hey, young lady, do you mind watering my back grass?" You know, picking up my... I don't know. It just... She's not a little girl. I don't mind asking a little girl to do chores or a little boy to come over and wash my house while I'm gone. But a, a college student that's got a real job now, and I, I just... It's weird. You're weird. I know.
0: I mean, is she your neighbor or is she your friend or what?
1: No, she's. We're not really. We're oh. we're not like friends. Like we never hang out with their family or anything. Well, maybe
0: if you gave her a shotgun, she'd be your friend. Well. You know, I don't think I need to because I think her father has one. I know, but I'm saying if you give her a gift like that, she <laughs> might be more friendly and more disposed to you. Uh, I'm so, sh- if, so if, if she's no, not going to take care of your property, how are you going to leave your property? That's protected? funny. You bring that up.
1: Hmm. I have this. I don't want to call him a new neighbor because he's lived there for five years now, but he's new compared to everybody else. Right. And uh, he is the nicest guy. And he's offered to do all the watering and all that stuff. Like, here's the problem. Same thing. Am I going to ask this guy that's my age to come over, you know, water my grass, make sure my grass is watered, feed my animals? You know, I don't know. I just, I wish there was some teenagers in the neighborhood. <laughs> that doesn't make any that sense I, at all. That I could just pay, you know, 10 bucks or whatever a day and just not worry about well, stuff. Well, how about
0: you pay him 10 bucks a day? That's, or get him some beer or something. Well, he did wash my house once before and
1: I did buy him a couple or of Or get cases him a shotgun.
0: You should just get like a, you know, just buy a, a crate of shotguns. What's up and with give shotguns him? You today? I don't know. Do you want a shotgun, James? Are no. You, I, I really don't Oh
1: my god What There is this new show We have to talk about <laughs> it Not today necessarily But on uh, How about on Pop's Up That it's sounds It's called great. Boonies Uh huh And it's about all these people That live off the grid Great <laughs> Hey can I go back to the bathroom thing again Okay Alright but first I want to get some coffee Cause I'm getting low Woo-way. What's a point of me not Well I was pointing weary upon your it looks so drear, I got a suggestion that, that would make you cheery. It's Go Rages. They got floors with fishes and fairies, bubbles and berries, cats and canaries. So as you're looking for something a little need, go to our website and go take a peek. That's G-O-R-A-G-E-O-U-S dot com. Go Rages floor for the So do you think it's funny that we're talking about poop when uh, we're drinking coffee? <laughs> I don't know. All right. So I used to be, not because of tragedy, but I was without a home for a while. And all the things that you were complaining about, I never did. Right. I I actually went to college and to save money, I lived in a tent in the forest. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I took showers at the gym. Right. And no big deal. I save a lot of money and I'm totally happy. No complaints about it. So um, but I was people probably thought I was homeless. I lived in a tent out in the forest.
0: But they didn't know that. I mean, you were just you showed up in class. And it really what did you do in that tent? I you, believe aside nobody from sleeping, knew because you, probably, um, you just went to sleep there, right? because you're in college study. <laughs> well, you can, you could study the library, but there's, there, there's, you don't really need to have much of a, a residence when you're in college because you're in class all day. You're at the library. Exactly. You're at exactly. the gym. I mean, there's so I, many I, things to and do.
1: So many times, I don't want to say it was a couch surfer because I wasn't, but so many times people would say, Hey, do you want to just crash out free you? Go home. Cause they, I didn't advertise where I lived. I just told them about where I lived and they just assumed I lived in some farmhouse in the middle of mm-hmm, nowhere. Right. Uh, but the truth was, I lived near a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah. So if they asked me if I want to spend the night, i say yes. Yeah. yeah. So all the things that you see like in Venice Beach like we were talking about and a lot of the things we see all over the United States where people are living in tents and it's just disgusting. Disgusting. I don't understand is it an educational thing or they just, they just don't know any better. Maybe because I was raised in a, a, um, a, a rural environment that I know what's right and wrong when you get out, or maybe because I was a big scout and I did camping. I don't know what it is. It might be
0: more of the scout thing. I, mean, you, you, I know plenty of rural people and and people who are brought up in the big city, and I, I can't say that uh, the where they're brought up has anything to do with their current moral status. I don't know if it's moral not moral. I think they just don't know well, better. There, there isn't. it. Wow. Well, there's, there's a question of morality. Better? I mean, come on. Absolutely not. <laughs> I
1: don't know. what About what? About what's appropriate at potty time. <laughs> We better change subjects. We've been talking 25 minutes about potty.
0: Well, you have. <laughs> See, this is the thing. The liberals are going to get on our ass about this because we're, we. they're going to say we're not being sensitive to the homeless. They don't, they don't know, quote, they don't know any better or they, they can't do it by themselves or they're probably mentally disabled or whatever. You know, there's a certain level, uh, base level human stuff, as I said before, that I have an expectation from people and but, not
1: pooping but i'm exempt street. from those complaints
0: uh
1: why for the exact why are you exempt that from a black that? person cannot be considered racist a homeless person can't be criticized about criticizing the homeless uh,
0: if you're one of them
1: you can't you can't criticize them i used to be a homeless guy
0: Wait, I, th- I think you said and i think you meant that backwards i think you can only criticize them if you are one is that what you're saying yes that's, so i'm not, not going to that's slammed. complete nonsense and that's another kind of liberal thing which i completely disagree with the, I understand I won't completely understand anyone's position that I am not, that I totally get that. But that doesn't mean I can't imagine. That doesn't mean I can't read and, uh, and talk to people and try to get an understanding about them and have an opinion, maybe even a useful opinion on it. And But again, for society to operate, we have to have some base level issues that we all agree on. And not pooping in the street seems like a really simple one to demand. But we're wrong about it because
1: look, I mean, it's the biggest complaint people have had with the homeless. So it's, you think I'm wrong to demand defecation. that?
0: You think I'm, it's wrong to demand that of people? I don't think it's wrong to demand it. I don't think it's a moral issue. D- I definitely think that's a moral issue because when a you, you're ruining people's environment and you're also causing disease to spread. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, hey, okay. okay, so Let's so go no, the opposite. Direction. no pooping in the street. Let's speak I just want to quickly talk about the opposite direction. Okay, so we have homeless, we have the poor, but we also have this new thing that's Coming out all over the United States, places where you would normally expect to get inexpensive stuff, now we are finding some new types of things.
0: I'm not sure where you're going with this. What well, were you telling me the other day about a bicycle at Costco? Yeah, do you really want to talk about that? Okay, hey, yeah, you know, what? Whatever floats your well, boat. You're the bike. Man. So we're going from <laughs> people not having enough enough money to to have a, a place to live to Costco selling three thousand dollar bicycles.
1: That's kind of a strange shift. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like the opposite. When I think of going Costco, it's like, okay, um, I'm going to fill my house with a big box of stuff that's going to take me forever to use up so I can save a nickel on every jar I can. Um, it's often more than it's, a nickel. Oh, oh, fair enough. Well, I wonder how much people purchase buildings or buy storage sheds or... Do an add-on for their kitchen so they can store more stuff, <laughs> From or they could have just went to the local grocery store, bought the amount that they actually needed, and not buy all that big space for their living
0: area. Well, that is definitely something I don't understand, but I understand what you're. I understand what you're saying, but I don't understand the people's desire to just buy stuff that they don't need and to stockpile. I understand stockpiling if you really think there's going to be a problem. Well, that right. t- I think if, I think if use it all eventually. When you go to Costco, I think I people, doubt that seriously. I seriously oh, you doubt think that. a lot goes to waste. And this is just based on some of the TV shows I've seen and some of the some of the places I've been. People just like to buy stuff. They're you know extreme couponers will buy stuff that they don't need because it's a great deal. Not necessarily that they're ever going to use it. Buying things is. An, been part of the human experience
1: for well, like thousands of the years. The American experience, certainly. No, 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 no. I've been all over in the most poorest countries in the world and everybody's favorite place to go to is the market. You know, it doesn't matter That's if you well, North are. Africa or Eastern Europe or South America, everybody at least once in a while likes to go to the market, you know? Yeah, it,
0: but there's the idea of buying what you need and buying nice things, but then you know, going overboard. And uh, clearly I've seen a couple of TikToks. There's some TikTok, there's there's this one channel on TikTok that uh, their business is clearing out houses that have been infested by hoarders. And these places are unbelievable. I mean, literally they, they will go through for like a small 1500 square foot house. They will have three dumpsters, full dumpsters worth of just stuff that they're pulling out. And, well, and the houses are well, like is this show? completely packed. What's
1: that? Okay. When I was in junior college, so I went to J- JC before I went to a regular university, um, and I met this kid in one of my music classes. And uh, we were chatting, he was telling me what he was doing on the weekend. And he asked me if I'd help him because he's shorthanded. And so, what the job was, was to go over to an older couple's house in El Segundo, California, mm-hmm. and there was a dumpster there, and literally just take everything out and throw it away. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, okay. So I get to the house and I never knew what a hoarder was other than I heard that my great-grandmother was one and I'd heard stories about it, but i never seen it with my own eyes, smell it. Um, It's a whole thing. Oh. And so when I was in this house, the woman was out of her mind. I mean, she was not quite right. And Mm -hmm. I say this because when she answered the door, and this was an older woman, one of her breasts was not covered up. Uh-huh. I was like...
0: How many of these does she have? What's that? How many breasts does she have?
1: <laughs> Two. Oh, okay,
0: okay. Because if you have a lot, like if you have four or five, I mean, <laughs> it would be understandable that you don't... Maybe so, you lose track of one.
1: And she starts... This is how... We went to the door and she starts, you're not taking my stuff, blah, blah, blah. Her boobs hanging out. And I'm just like, oh my God. This is... I, I'm so embarrassed. And then the guy with me just starts laughing, right? And so she shuts the door and she's screaming profanity through the door, and I'm like, "Okay, this was a waste of time." I'm Man, going this home. is
0: this sounds like some good stuff you got. <laughs> so what a job the, that must have
1: been. The old her husband comes out and says, uh, explains to us that this is her last day at the house, and that they're going to be putting her in a special facility later on today, and whatever. I'm I'm just like, do you want us to clean the house out? And we go through there and we're just throwing stuff away and we find jewelry and Mm -hmm. we find, and I keep asking the guy, I go, do you want this? He said, no. And to this day, there's a couple pieces of jewelry I still
0: have from that. Well, this, this cleaning crew, they do, they go through it and they try to pull out stuff of value.
1: Well, I, I was a stupid kid. I just, I had been to Italy once and I recognized this type of Italian, uh, ring, it was, uh, have you ever seen these rings with the little teeny weeny miniature mosaics? Little teeny uh, tiles? I'm sure I
0: have, but I, I don't recall.
1: Anyways, I saw there was two of them. One was a brooch and one was a, uh, a ring. And I said, are we throwing this away? And the guy's everything. Mm. And I said, he said, I took everything out of the house that I feel is value. We took out last weekend. And I'm like, okay. So, uh, but you're right. The guys that I were with, they took tons of stuff. I just took, like I said, a couple rings. There was nothing really there I wanted. But that
0: that is good that people are, you know, getting, sifting through it and hopefully. And not filling the dumps. Well, hopefully pulling out things of value instead of just going throwing them into the dump.
1: Well, I felt like a lot of stuff went to the dump that maybe an antique store would. I mean, it was just, it was sad.
0: Yeah, I understand the point where you get to where you just want it gone, though. From an emotional, just from an emotional standpoint, that must be such a burden. And, And just to clear it out can clear your mind. At least that's how I think.
1: So I got it. I don't know anything about the show you're talking about, but I want to throw something in. I've never seen on TV. Hoarders don't just stash stuff in their house. If they have a car, their car is usually filled with crap too. Right. Stuff. The, this guy's car had a, a passenger seat that was half filled. Like maybe he could remove a few things, but the rest of the car was filled with stuff too. I mean, the shed just filled with stuff, and then he had shelves in the back. I mean, they always show the house. I've seen these things on TV. They show the house, but they never talk about the other places around the house. That's a good point that are filled with stuff. And that is the really crazy stuff because that stuff is usually being saved and is ruined like moldy or like in this case, there was newspaper clippings in the back of the, at the back of the car and they were just yellow and brittle. And like at some point, when do you throw it away, even if it was valuable. Well, that
0: and once you, Once you fill up your house with complete junk like this, it becomes uh, literally a rat's nest. And this is one of the things that these people have to do is go in and clean out the rats. Oh, right. Luckily, we didn't have any of that. No, you didn't do the job long enough. (laughs)
1: Well, I only did it once one time in my early. I was only 18.
0: Do you think their bicycles were the same way that they're just overloaded with stuff as well? like panniers full of stuff and just joking. I'm joking, but we can get back to it. So, so the funny thing is that Costco is now selling, I think it's a $3,300 bicycle. So it's like three or $400 off the quote normal retail. And it is, it is a little bit less expensive, but it's weird to see uh, a full suspension carbon uh, mountain bike, carbon fiber mountain bike at Costco. Well, you won't see it at the store. You'd only see it online. I'm
1: always surprised. I think of Costco as a place to save money and then they got these expensive bikes. Oh sure.
0: You can still save money. I mean if you're gonna buy it, you might as well buy it from Costco. I don't know what the return policy is. I don't know if they're gonna put it together for you, but I will tell you that's the only reason I do anything at Costco.
1: What's I that? love the return policy. Okay. If there's just anything wrong, I'm like, well, it's just Costco. I'll just bring it back. I
0: will give you a tip though. Uh, they do have usually $300 bicycles and they're okay, but I wouldn't say they're a great deal. And you're probably better off going to a bike shop and maybe spending a hundred. If you can get a four, if you, if you're looking at a three or $400 bicycle, yes, you can get a $300 bicycle at Costco, but if you can get a $400 bicycle at a bike shop, you're much better off getting it at the bike shop because it will be properly assembled. If the bicycle is properly assembled, you are going to avoid most of the mechanical issues that you're going to run into in the first year.
1: Well, all these places that sell inexpensive bikes target Costco, um, Sam's Club. All I don't know if six three hundred dollars is. If you go to a bike shop, a guy like me who's a little bit taller, that extra inch <laughs> makes all the difference.
0: Right, you can get the properly sized Costco. You can get one size bike. Yeah, it's always the same size. Too small. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> too small for you. Too big for your wife. Too big for the kids. Right. Right. Uh, Whether well,
1: this is the 26 inch I tiny mean, ones. They fit me right. Uh, well, like I said, I, I, I agree for an extra hundred bucks, you have a bike and I don't know how you are. And I, actually, I do know how you are. You keep bikes for a long time. Oh, uh, well, I, don't I don't know.
0: Th- is 25 years a long yeah, time?
1: I don't have any bikes that are 25 years old, but I do have some bikes that are close to 15 years old. And um, the thing I love about them is that they still fit me. know, yeah. I don't get, I don't get t- my back doesn't hurt every time I go for a long bike ride. And I don't have bikes like you do. I have big, fat beach
0: cruisers, you know, and I just want to be comfortable. I mean, that's the whole point of having a beach cruiser. Well, that, you know, so the tip is if you can get one from a bike shop, get it from the bike shop. The other thing is most most bike shops should, most do, will give you at least one free tune-up after uh, the bike is broken in. Hey, do you have a, I don't know. So that's a $40, $50 value, value right there. So you're not even saving that much. If you got if you have to buy a $300 bike at Costco and then get it tuned up in, in two months, then it's three fifty. So you're only saving 50 bucks by getting it at Costco. Plus the bike shop guys are going to like you more if you bought it from them.
1: All right. Um, I I love talking about bikes once in a while, but yeah. before we carry on and let me just grab a little bit
0: uh, more coffee. If just, just Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right, thanks. Life getting you down is your head always drooping towards the floor and then seeing your horrible floor just makes you feel that much worse. What to do? Don't change you. That's too much work. Change your floor instead. Go Rageous Flooring is happy, sunny, exciting, rejuvenating flooring. They make flooring fun again. Woohoo. Go Rageous Flooring. For one you just can't bear to look at your old, horrible floor anymore. You'll be so happy you won't ever look at your floor again. Whoopee. That's GoRageousFlooring.com. Go Rageous Flooring. go All
1: right, we're back and I want to ask James, do you have some favorite bike shops? Because
0: I have one that's not too far from here. Well, I don't know. Fairly it's not close. That, yeah, it's pretty close to here. Sun, Sun Cyclery. That's a pretty good shop. What I love about Sun Cyclery is, well, I, I can totally understand why that's your shop. Because why? they have a bunch of cruisers. Yeah. But they're also known valley-wide and probably statewide for having the craziest recumbent bicycles. I mean, beautiful high-end stuff. What is, what's that? I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't you don't know what a recumbent bicycle is. You can't <laughs> no. figure. It. Okay. It's the one you lie down on instead of climbing on top of.
1: Oh, the old man
0: ones. No, they're not old. Na- oh, <laughs> well, I guess you could say that. You know what? You they're know For the, people that are like bad other, backs. The other thing you could say is they're the fast ones. Oh,
1: are they faster than Oh yeah, than they're, than they're much bike. faster.
0: In fact, the, uh,
1: But they look like they weigh more.
0: Oh, they probably weigh more. But when you go f- over fifty miles an hour, most of what you're fighting is not gravity. It's headwind. Oh, so if you can get more aerodynamic, at the beach, I can tell you know that for a fact, if you can get more aerodynamic, you can go faster. And these were actually banned. The reason they're not in they're they're not used in racing is because the French got their panties in a twist because when they started racing these, they were beating quote, better riders, you know, people that they thought were better riders. And so they quickly banned them. So they're banned from racing.
1: So they're like, but they're not really bikes, though, right? They're, the oh. whole point—I mean, the whole part of a definition of a bike—it's two wheels. No, no, they can be—they can be two. Up on.
0: They can be two wheels. It doesn't. Why is does that have to? Why do you have to stand up on them? Well, I don't know.
1: It seems like that's kind of part of it.
0: No, I don't. It's a bicycle is two wheels. Wheels. Bicycle. Yeah. So, so some d- some of them are three wheelers and some of them are two wheelers. I actually built one. I built a, a recumbent, uh, what so, was called a short wheelbase recumbent when I was in graduate school.
1: So. What are the rules? So this is okay. So you got me curious on something new. So when you're racing, you can't have anything where you're laying down. You right. always have to lean forward. That's part of
0: it. Yeah, the Europeans have all these dumb rules that really constrain the bicycle and what you can do with it. Like for instance, uh, there are there are different arrow positions, aerodynamic positions you can be on the bicycle, but most of them are outlawed by the UCI.
1: Uh, Wait, you mean where you physically, how you keep your physical bodies a right, rule too?
0: Right, so there are time trials where you're allowed to use what are called aero bars so you can get into a, a more stretched out and leaner, narrower position. So your, your cross section for the wind is lower. Um, and you can only use those kinds of tools during a uh, what's called a time trial. So it's a very specific part of the race. Otherwise, for most of the racing, like the Tour de France, which is going on right now, uh, you have to use a very conventional looking bike. There's also a weight limit. You can't be below a certain weight limit. But what if you're born a certain way? like oh, a no, 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 I'm at the bicycle. The bicycle has to oh, be, oh. has to be weight. I think it's like 15 pounds. That, it can't that makes be, sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me Why? because that is driving one of the reasons. It's about the human being. Is, is it all about the bike? One of the advantages of, of having racing is that it pushes the technology, the sport for further ahead. So- You have bikes that are way more, quote, advanced because they're way lighter than race bikes because the race bikes can't be that light. So it it holds back the it actually holds back the sport, in my opinion, because it holds back the technology development for the bikes in the Olympic. I mean, bike ratings in the Olympics. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Many types of bicycle (laughs) racing. Well, it's probably too many.
1: I think the Olympics is more about the human
0: being and less about the mechanics. Um, I, I see that there's more of a gray line there, but the you know the Olympics aren't exactly the most uh, pure form of expression for uh, physical athleticism, right? Why it's do you not, say that? Well, because you have things like ballroom dancing, and as much as I love gymnastics, and I think it's amazing, what I dislike about some of these things is that when you have a, in my mind, I guess I need to back up, in my mind what constitutes a sport to re- be a real sport is you have to have objective measures of success. Like, Getting a goal, I mean, getting a ball across a line or into a net, that's an objective measure. You did better than the other team. Things like gymnastics and ice skating are wonderful, beautiful things, but they're not as objective.
1: Well, I might disagree with you with the gymnastics.
0: They're required to do
1: certain things for each set that they do. And they either can do it, they can do it, they did it better, they didn't do it better. Okay, that's that's a good point. But and I totally agree with you on that ice skating thing. <laughs> Uh, I watch it and then sometimes I wonder, and I have to tell you, ice skating is the only winter sport I watch. <laughs> okay. It's my favorite one. I love to watch it. I don't know why. I just
0: like, when you talk about sport though.
1: But you're right. I don't feel I, I, like it's a sport.
0: I think there's a simplicity that, that's being overlooked in a lot of sports. I think the simplicity of being the fastest or doing something more or just, you know, having an objective measure to it is is important to me. Oh, and- that's I don't know what what had we gotten off that oh, track no, because of the bike thing right, right right so what was that bike that you okay I oh, never, there were recumbents there were recumbents. so they're, how, do you, they're, how do you spell that I don't know with an R <laughs> recumbent wild
1: okay so when the guys are laying down on the tricycles that that's something different
0: Uh that's still recumbent uh, they're just the reason you go to a tricycle well. There are many reasons you might go to a tricycle, but typically uh, if you're really trying to go fast, you do a recumbent bicycle. You have two wheels in the front and one in the back. And this gets you, you almost lie down completely flat on the ground. And this gives you aerodynamic profile. It makes it very low and you go much, much faster. On the two? Yes. Well, well no, that makes no, on sense. the, the three wheeler. Oh, on the three, yeah. even
1: though there's three points of well, contact, you think it would be more friction, you get, slow the bike down. You
0: get more friction, but you get lower. So you lower your aerodynamic uh, profile. I see. all about the aer- aerodynamics. It so really, everything comes down to aerodynamics. Uh, <laughs> the funny thing with the bicycles is the the crazy things they do with uh, to make the bike bicycle tubes more aerodynamic. They do all these things that save one watt of energy here, one watt of energy there, which is like nothing. But you add them up, and you know it adds up. So here's one thing you probably never thought about: you know, spokes, the metal little yeah, little yeah. spaghetti strings that hold your wheel together. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're round, right? That seems kind of fat. So arrow spokes, they flatten the spokes out. You're kidding! I'm not kidding. I mean, now that you say it, it makes sense. Well, it kind of makes sense.
1: But what happens when you adjust it? You could twist it the wrong direction. You have, to hold, you got,
0: you have to hold the spoke. Uh, so, because yeah, this, as you twist the nipple, the spoke, the spoke nipple, <laughs> as you twist the spoke nipple, spoke itself will also twist. And if you. Um, I don't know. This is probably going a little bit too deep, but when I'm adjusting a wheel and I'm adjusting the spoke tensions and you, you, the reason you adjust the spoke tension is if the rim isn't quite straight or if the tension is not even. So you want to adjust each the tension on each spoke to make sure that it's even and straight. Wow. And as you, as you twist it, so as you, as you tighten the the nipple, the spoke twists a little bit. And the last thing you do, if you're, you know, what part do you twist? <laughs> yes. You you twist it back, you just give it a little twist back to 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 release that tension that you can. You built call up that a twister. It. Wow. I'm trying to do good here. I'm trying to help our listeners. And you just can't. Anyway, Sun Cycles is great. Uh, my I, I love. There's a, we have a little shop down here called Brass Monkey, and they're, they 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 have a couple of new bikes, but mostly they 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 sell used bikes and they just do a lot of service. And they're really laid back, and they'll take whatever bike you want to bring them. Gray Matter Bicycles actually has two shops now, and one of the first shop is up on 16th Street. And if you want a really good expensive mountain bike, that's where you go. And Eric over there is amazing. But uh, they also have the, the funny thing about them is that they're a nonprofit. So they will take donations. If you have an old bike you want to get rid of, you can give that, give it to them. You can donate to them, donate oh. it to them, and they will re, basically recycle it into a new bicycle. Not a new bicycle, but they, cool. it's a good place to buy use bicycles because you have professional mechanics giving it the once over and fixing anything that needs to be fixed. Oh, I'm
1: going to put a plug in. Then you ready? Yeah. There's this guy by the name of Sam Kelsall, and what he's doing, uh, I think it's, I think it's this week or next week. He is going to be riding his bike from one side of Iowa to the other side of Iowa. And it's a fundraiser for BSA. Hmm. And um, if anybody wants to make a contribution to help the boys and girls, because that's what Scouts is now, um, uh, if, you, if they want to make a contribution to that bike marathon, um, that money will go for camps for kids and stuff like that. So that's a pretty awesome thing. If, um, can we put a link in our
0: webpage? Yeah, of course.
1: Cool, thanks, thanks. James. Anyways, um, I never, I never heard of this ride that people do, but what's, what's interesting about it is he has been riding 55 yeah. years. He's in his late seventies. He's mm-hmm. going to do that in his late seventies. And he's not a small man. I, you know, that's the funny thing about bikes. You I always see you get this image in my mind of this thin, you thin guy Small, smaller frame, riding the bike with the, the veiny calves. You know, right? Sam is not a small man. He is huge man. He's in his late seventies. He must weigh at least two fifty. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a big guy, and he does that thing. He's been doing it. I think uh, when I said a few minutes ago, I think he's been doing it that one particular ride for over thirty years. But he's been riding. Since he was a kid, actually in Scouts, he earned his uh, well, merit badge and bicycle. And he's
0: been riding ever since. It's all about leverage
1: <laughs> on the downhill. <laughs> okay,
0: so, no, I'm just saying that the mechanical leverage of the bicycle, right? Yeah, You're yeah, actually yeah. using the leverage to you know, go much faster than you could on foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do, I do say, you know, anybody can ride, small people, big people, but to be honest, I am pretty lucky. At five eleven, I am basically the optimal size to ride a bicycle because this is the size. I'm the size of most uh, most racers. And so most bikes are basically built around me. So the wheel size is is optimal for my size, the frame material, the frame, the tube sizing, everything kind of fits me. So if you're bigger or smaller than me, hey, it really won't make a difference. But I do feel like lucky that I'm basically in the zone.
1: My brother-in-law is a big bike guy. He loves bike races. He does the one that's up in Prescott. I don't know if you know that about that one. It's pretty. Well, they're all over it. But yeah. anyways, Um he has a friend that started his business in Massachusetts years ago and they do custom bikes. Mm-hmm. And so you can, they, they, you go into the shop, they measure you all up. And right. then a couple months later you get this bike and it fits you perfectly. Is there any place like that here in Phoenix?
0: There are, uh, there are builders all over, but I haven't found one specifically in Phoenix. I know there, and there's, I think the the most interesting thing is I can't remember if it's in Phoenix or in Tucson, but there is a relatively local, uh, school, there's a there's a there's a builder who runs a class every at least once a year, uh, so you, you go in there and he teaches you how to build the frame.
1: You gotta be kidding! Me, like how to weld it all together. Yeah, yeah How to how
0: to cut how to cut and miter the tubes together, and how, how to use the jig to get them to line them up properly. And that's here in Phoenix. It's in Phoenix or Tucson. I don't oh. I don't remember which one it is. Yeah, but that's pretty cool because you spend like a thousand dollars and you get to actually build it yourself. And it it's probably not as complicated as you think. The hardest part I think about building a frame is keeping everything lined up properly because the tubes are really long and you have to make sure that the ends of the tubes are perfectly lined up because if the head tube is a little bit twisted, <laughs> then the bike is going to be terrible. That makes there's, sense. You can't really make it, you can make, you can make a lot of very easy mistakes building a frame and there's no easy way to correct them. This last
1: summer a little bit, I tried finally mm-hmm. using an electric bike, yeah. one that actually can hold my weight. And I had a lot of fun at it. But yeah, they're, uh, they're great. They're very interesting. and we, we did talk about that. All right, anyways. All right, so really, just really quick. So most people that listen to this show regular know that we, this is basically we're having coffee in the morning and we were recording our coffee chats. Now, we used to go to coffee shops and it wasn't good, you know, it wasn't good for trying to record a podcast. So we started recording mostly at your house on your on your side patio. Right, But- the temperatures are crazy high.
0: Well, there came a point, you know, we started last fall. So it was pretty yeah. easy to just do it outside. Phoenix is really nice in the fall. And even in the wintertime, it wasn't too cold most days to, to podcast outside. And we did that because COVID. So we were trying to stay socially distanced outside and that worked out fine. And it was easy. And it, But, you know, now we're in the summer in Phoenix. So we're inside now. So, but now
1: we're in your house. Right. And um, we were talking about Venice Beach earlier. And the thing was...
0: There's no pooping in here.
1: No. No, there's no pooping in your place. I promise uh, I won't be part of that. Um, But anyways, you caught your house as a real Venice Beach house vibe to it. Oh, absolutely. 1926 Phoenix. Let me tell you why. First of all, the color scheme you have in here is all... Beach colors. Well, that's entirely my
0: color scheme. I painted this house when I moved
1: yeah, in. Yeah. Well, and you have the wood floors, you have like the rocking chairs, you have like this old Venice, even your bedroom has like double, double doors that go into it. That's something you would typically see in Venice yeah. beaches, some of those
0: old houses. It's a little bit weird to have glass French doors on my bedroom, but that's how it is.
1: Yeah. Well, I've, I've only seen it in LA. I haven't really, uh, no, that's not true. I've seen some similar things in San Francisco area also, but generally speaking, your house looks like a beach pad to me. I mean, (laughs) it's even got the big window that you can look through by the front door. So it's not like a little people. When someone comes up to your door, you know who it is.
0: (laughs) Just need a shotgun hole. Uh, yeah. And out back we have tons of sand. Tons of sand out back.
1: <laughs> I'm going to bring my umbrella. Oh, you already have an umbrella. Of course I have an umbrella. I just Live need some suntan lotion. You
0: need, you need an umbrella. And
1: some girls in bikinis.
0: Oh, well, we don't have that.
1: <laughs> Not that we can touch, but we can at least look.
0: Yeah. You should have a bikini parade, but we do have bikini uh, bikini beans down the street.
1: That, that's true. 0.7 miles. Oh, man. that was, was that our very first episode was about that place?
0: I don't know if this is the first one. Uh I
1: thought I, this we talked about how embarrassed I was because of the girls. We did we
0: did to I don't know if it was a first, you should not listen to our first set. No, listen, because it, the recordings so are
1: terrible. I we had no idea what we were doing. Not you, that we did. You had
0: you were the sound manager. You had no idea. I blame it entirely on you.
1: I and and you should because I should have known how to fix all that stuff, but honestly, I'd been so many years. It wasn't a question of, of
0: fixing, we just didn't have the right equipment.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, we <laughs> I was using an old the microphone. No, we were
0: just using, I think we were just using our headsets. Oh, like,
1: that's right. Oh, no, no. I wasn't even using a headset. I was literally using the microphone on the computer. Yeah. That's pretty funny. I, can't I was using about a headset
0: that. and it didn't work any better. So. <laughs> What's that? I was using a headset, you know, the, the earbuds and they weren't working any better.
1: What's so funny is um the amount of equipment I've purchased in the last oh, year. Oh, man.
0: And, you know, you didn't need to. I, I've purchased a lot less equipment. And phew, yes, your equipment is better than mine, but it doesn't need to be that good. No,
1: no. But uh, also, I had forgotten I had some old equipment I hadn't used in years for my rock and, you know, when I when I thought, oh, I'm going to be a rocker. I'm going to rock out. I had all this old equipment and s- some of it was still decent. So we I pulled all that out, dusted some of it off, and we've been using that
0: from time to time. Yeah, it doesn't um, take much to get going. I have a $100 mic, which is actually expensive. For, it's expensive for a microphone, but it's because it's got, a, it's got a built-in amp. And then eventually I broke down and got uh, an audio interface, which... I didn't spend this much, but it retails for 160, which isn't that much. It isn't that expensive. For 30 bucks, you can get a a mic stand and you're basically done because if you have a Mac, you can record with GarageBand, which is all free. Yeah. Don't tell everybody that, though. Everybody knows.
1: That's why there's so many podcasts out there. I want
0: people to be successful.
1: Yeah. Well, if, if you have a podcast that you'd like to get started, you should call us. We'll Absolutely. help you get started.
0: Yeah, because we've made and all the mistakes. That's not a joke. I'm serious. We've made all the mistakes. We know what yeah. services are good to use and, and how to set this stuff up and how to how to prepare for a podcast.
1: Well the thing is, is that um, not only do we know how this to make the magic happen, we have like you said, we have all the equipment. I mean, people could literally just come into our space and use it. I mean
0: that's no one's not, using my mic. Bring All your right. own damn. I will tell but you what I mic extra to buy. Mics are actually, actually, yeah, decent. no, I, I wouldn't. I would buy extra if, if we set that up. I would buy extra mics because I could use the interface and buy some less expensive mics. Yeah, that's kind of the trade-off. You can either buy one mic at a time for a hundred bucks, or you can <laughs> buy twenty or thirty dollars mics and a one hundred and sixty dollars uh, interface. But some of the mics I'm using now are a little bit more. than Oh that. yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, my coffee's done,
0: and believe it or not, I got to go to work. Good luck for that. <laughs> I feel sorry for your boss. Yeah. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Heatstroke is brought to you by Markers in Motion. Audio engineer, Christopher Furman. If you'd like to contact Heatstroke, go to heatstrokepodcast.com. Won't you come
1: on out? The sun is out. The sun is out so bright. do Won't try. you come on out? It's making light. Don't you see me, Peek-a-boo. Don't you feel me? It's morning dew. All I want, yes, is a cup, yes, a very large cup, yes, in my hand, yes, a large cup, hot, warm, oh, cup. It's, it's not tea, and it must be dark, dark brown, oh, very it's it's a brown, 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 make it hot, make it hot, make it very, very
0: hot. Coffee.
1: Hi, this is Betsy. I wanna tell you about the Children's Museum of Phoenix. If you're in Phoenix, planning to come to Phoenix, or just looking for something fun to do, check us out at the Children's Museum of Phoenix, where you can come paint and climb and use your imagination. We're 100% fun and currently 100% outside. To find out more, visit us at phoenix.org Hope to see you
0: there. Have fun. Be playful.